Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I have back on the show is Monica Griego. Uh, she was on season one, episode 13, and she was also on season two, episode 10. I have her back on the show today, and she's going to give us an update on what's going on in her life from the last time she was on Slam the Gavel. So I welcome you back, Monica. How are you? I'm doing good tonight. I'm here at work. Just kind of um, want to give an update. You're having a long night. You're having a kind of a rough time. What's been going on? Well, um, since when my mother-in-law passed away last year, um, we were hoping for reunification and the final reunification paperwork uh, the court hearing on uh, July 21st of uh, this year and the GAL decided that uh, the case would stay open until December and that's what made me realize this GAL just wants money. He doesn't mm -hmm. want a resolution. He just wants money. Because any sane GAL that really is representing the best interests of the children, as he keeps on stating in court, would have closed the case already, would have understood the pain and the suffering that we've been through as a family, and um, there would be no reason why to keep it open, but he asked for it to be open till December. It seems like they all, that's all they want is money these guardian ad litems. When we say GAL or GAL, some people might not know, but it means guardian ad litems, and these are attorneys in the courts for kids, allegedly. <laughs> yes, yes. And they do have rights, responsibilities they have to follow. Um, I did file a um, um, failure to act in children's best interests against the GAL, and, and it did get the judge's attention one time. But uh, now, she's just not listening at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and the, the GAL literally is not representing the kids at all whatsoever because he's allowing things to happen that should not be happening. Um, so for, exam for example, um, um, well, we were, I was supposed to move into another apartment in August, by August 10th, actually. Mm -hmm. with my boyfriend and um you know yeah he did he did he did write a letter that i i helped him create and we did agree for that for five years he'd stay away from the kids and from me but then i thought about it and i gave it a second thought I'm like wait a minute my uh soon-to-be ex-husband never submitted nothing like that when it comes to him and his girlfriend i don't know if she's still with him or not but hmm never ever submitted nothing like that so i feel like they um when i say they i mean cyfd mm -hmm. they used that letter to try to keep my boyfriend away from me to just basically try to keep my life as miserable as possible mm -hmm. and um like why why what is the purpose what are you gonna get out of my keys being open until december Well, Other than money, money he didn't get. That's it. That's all I could think of. He wants his ten thousand dollars. 
I and mean, that, is that what he we gets were, paid? Uh, that's just a guess. I actually think they get paid more. I found evidence that the judges get paid, uh, if I'm correct, $145,000 a year. And mm -hmm. they also have a petition for magistrate judges to get no salary increase whatsoever. Hmm. So I was like, wow, like these, these judges, the higher judges that are in like C CPS courts and stuff, they're asking for magistrate courts basically to be treated like nothing. Hmm. They know those judges don't sell kids. Mm -hmm. They know they're not corrupt. And, you know, in my case, since, since everything that's happened, um, you know, in the beginning of January, they were, my attorney was really trying to push me to divorce my husband. Mm -hmm. And he didn't listen to me. I told him, I said, they're going to try to make us divorce. And it's up to you to want to either stay together or not, of course. But, you know, he didn't believe me. And he even heard it on the phone. He heard my attorney telling me, I said, I'm not divorcing nobody. And, he, and she said, oh, yes, you are. And I said, and so just recently, my boyfriend recorded her um, saying that she never, oh, it was Susan. It was Susan doing that. I'm like, no, it was you too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just, I, mean, I feel like I have the recording somewhere. I just don't know where. But hopefully, if I did, hopefully I could find it and pull it up again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I hear yeah. this. I hear this a lot when CPS, they all, when they invade your home, they seem to want the uh, mother and the father to divorce. What is the yeah. purpose of that, do you think? My, my thoughts on that is going to be um, if the mother and father are divorced, they keep the uh, court case going through family court. They leave CPS court and goes to family court. Hmm. Their their goal is to keep it going, to keep the whole case going in a circle. Mm -hmm. If it, that means when it leaves their court, it goes straight to family court, and then you know throughout the years, you know, until the kids are eighteen, you know they they just do what they want to do, and they keep the money flowing. They keep the money flowing, and the worst part of it all is the IRS doesn't stop them, doesn't do nothing to them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe some of the reports I found and made against um, CYFD and Brian Blalock maybe are the reason why he decided to retire. Hmm. Um, I don't think it was because of Esmeralda's, you know, disclosure of sexual abuse. And, you know, just because my husband didn't, didn't physically penetrate Esmeralda doesn't mean it wasn't sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. He made her touch him mm -hmm. and she said no mm -hmm. and that's what they don't understand no is no she said no she didn't want to do it she was not comfortable doing that she should have never even been doing that in the first place you know mm -hmm. um him trying to make her and he and i don't know when he did this but he obviously sometimes you know made her take a shower with him because um, my boyfriend had told me when he was taking care of the kids 
before CYFD removed them using all faiths. Um, my boyfriend told me that Esmeralda told him, why don't you come and join me and Holly in, in the shower? And he said, no, boys and girls don't shower together. Hmm. And wow. um, you know, I really feel like they're attacking my boyfriend because of his college education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he has experience uh, working with autistic kids. He's um, has a bachelor's in um, psychology, I believe. And then he has a master's in social work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're really afraid of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with him being, um, you know, involved with the courts and CYFD in the past. They know who he is. They know who, they know, they have his records. They know exactly mm-hmm. who he is. They don't need no medical assessment. They don't need no mental health assessment or psychological assessment. None of the crap that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I have similar disabilities. So if they're Mm going to use his, they better use mine too. Mm -hmm. And they can't. Now, in the past, you had said in the the previous podcast that you also had been in foster care. And it seems like they, they keep coming after people that have been in foster care. They do. It seems like they're profiting off of our pain. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing of them being obsessed with me getting therapy and mental help for my behaviors. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm done mm-hmm. with that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I've seen what therapists are going to do. And all they're going to do is defend the corrupt and defend the evil. That's what's happening right now. These therapists, like Marisol uh, Velasquez the West, she is defending my husband. She's providing services to my daughter, knowing that she didn't even help her the way she said she was going to. I reported that to the regulation licensing department here in New Mexico, and I don't think they're going to do nothing to her. They're going to just keep letting her commit fraud mm-hmm. because it's, it's fraudulent when you're, you're billing Medicaid for services that you're, you're giving a child that you know you didn't help. You, you didn't make a report to protect that child from sexual abuse that you knew was happening. Mm-hmm. And Esmeralda, every time she sees me, she acts out her trauma. I'm like, there's no way you can erase that. Mm-mm. Now, I'm, I'm going to keep on telling her, you know, until you tell the truth, the real truth, the truth that you told me, things aren't going to change. You're going to mm-hmm. keep living with the person that hurt you. And you're going to keep feeling angry because that's all it, that's what it is. She's going to keep feeling angry at other people or she's going to, she's going to hide it and act happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I don't want her to be acting happy mm-hmm. because it's an act. Right. You want her to be herself. I do. She was always honest about things. There was never a time when she lied about things. And then, you know, someone that we're really not talking too much about here that you know, I think really needs to be the light re-shine back on her is Holly. Mm-hmm. Holly is autistic. Mm-hmm. So every time she shows something's wrong, she shows it with her physical body. Mm-hmm. So 
You know, I knew something was wrong when she didn't want to hug and kiss her dad. And now, I knew Holly, when she... Holly's the older one, right? Holly is the older one. Holly's mm. going to be 11 years old in December. Mm. She was actually the one that they were first attacking me with, um, you know, the medical kidnapping kind of thing. Using her, using her autism, using her chicken baby syndrome, saying that she was adoptable and then she wasn't adoptable. Mm. And I'm like, um, well, you know, you know, I, I, I still feel, and I'll still say this all the time too, is that nobody could adopt my kids, mm -hmm. not even Bernadette. And, and speaking of Bernadette, she was um, hospitalized for COVID and she almost died from it. Mm -hmm. So my kids shouldn't even be with her. She, I mean, she left her stove on, her gas stove on. The CYFD worker was there. I almost burned my hand on it. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine my kids burning their hand on that stove. Mm -hmm. How do you explain that? Oh. And, and, you know, and, and the worst part of it all is that my boyfriend told me that Bernadette was just watching Holly masturbate her, in her bedroom. Hmm. Like, who does that? Mm -mm. How can you really say you care about kids if you're going to let them do something they shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. in your home? That's why she, she accused um, Mark Jr. You know, she accused him of sexual abusing Holly. And I'm like, he... He's, he has the brain of a five-year-old, even though he's 22 years old. He can't do that to nobody. He plays like a little kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to pin the blame on somebody. Somebody, but the thing is, I think it did happen in Donna Payne's home. Mm -hmm. I think her husband did something to somebody. Those kids seen something some, some, somehow in her home. No matter how nice and perfect your home is, something happened there. That's a shame. Holly did not go into foster care knowing how to masturbate. Mm -hmm. She knew, knew, knew nothing about that, but by the time she was seven years old and still in Donna's house, she knew how to masturbate. And no one, no one still, no one has cared about it. I mean, I reported it to the ARC in New Mexico for sexual abuse because I feel like Donna's husband might have sexually abused Holly mm -hmm. and went unfounded, obviously, because they didn't do anything about it. And the CASA that's supposed to stand up for kids doesn't stand up for nobody. And really, I don't, I don't even care what she says about me anymore because you know, she's, she's divorced and she's a single mother. So mm -hmm. she can't be sit there and tell me how to parent. Mm -hmm. This, this last court hearing on the 20th of October, um, she was staring me down. I mean, I mean, they expect me not to stare them down. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. I'm disgusted. It's six years. My mother-in-law passed away. Someone dying, like I said before in my YouTube, my Facebook video, someone dying doesn't affect anybody. It doesn't hurt them at all. And I know because to them, Irene was nothing. That mm -hmm. wasn't their family. That wasn't their grandmother. That wasn't their mother. 
or mother-in-law. So they don't care about her. Mm -mm. They were actually trying to get her to move away from us. Thank God she said, no, I told her. I told her from the beginning. I said, don't let them corrupt you. I found out she even had a drinking problem. Mm. She was buying liquor towards the end of her life because she didn't know how to deal with uh, the girls. Esmeralda didn't have no respect for her. Mm. And that's because she kept her from me. And, you know, um, Esmeralda threatened to kill her. And my mother-in-law thought she's seen it as a laughing matter. And I said, you won't be, you won't be seeing that as a laughing matter if she does it. Mm. You know, and, and then she kicked the kid in the throat at daycare. Mm. Daycare or school, I'm not sure which one, but I think it was daycare. Cable mm. security. Hi. There's there shouldn't be nothing, I think. Yeah, it's fun. Well, no paperwork. No, no paperwork. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, um, you know, I try to get Esmeralda as much help as possible because she's a baby and it's really fin um she has reactive attachment disorder. Mm -hmm. And uh, people that don't get help for that, they end up like Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I just don't know with her. I don't know what's gonna happen with her because, you know, my husband's starting to turn her narcissistic too. Mm -hmm. This last visit. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, this last visit we had, um, she told me I was making stuff, making, making up, um, making it up when I tore that burn that was lying about me. She told me I was making it up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, little girl, I really wish, you know, I was not making this up at all. Wish I could just show you, mm -hmm. and you could understand, and wouldn't try to slam me with, "Oh, you're hurting your child by showing her evidence." She's gonna want to see it one day anyway. Mm -hmm. And these kids know more than we think they know, as well. They do. That's why Esmeralda has um, the problem she has because, you know, she. Um, she witnessed people talking about us. Thank you. Um, for Holly, we, you know, we try to get our DD waiver and I don't know if it's been denied because she's in foster care, but that's my thought process is that it got denied because she's been in foster care. Mm -hmm. Everything me and my boyfriend try to do to, to make things better for the girls, you know, with the exception of moving to that house that Bernadette put us in. I should have listened to my feelings about her and just not trusted her. Mm -hmm. I should have remembered the last time what she did. 
saying that I was harassing her, telling, telling the judge I was, the courts I was harassing her. And then, you know, not she didn't want to educate my kids at all, didn't want to put them online for the online schooling at all. Mm-hmm. You know, she literally did not want to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And she complained over and over about um, having to do it. So they moved it to the to the uh, daycare, and we had to fight for that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and um, you know, I'm just um, I'm just tired of this agency because mm-hmm. they're um, just not stopping. They're just continuously bothering you. They won't stop. I mean, they won't. They won't do what's right. They won't reunify our family. They keep, and now they want to try to put us together as if my husband never sexually abused the girls. It's like, that's not how it works. You don't, you don't just ignore what happened and try to put us back like Humpty Dumpty. I mean, it doesn't happen that way. You Mm -hmm. don't just break families apart and then just, oh, you know, okay, now we're going to put you back together. You know, now they're starting to see that I was behind everything that he was doing. I was the one that was really holding the house together and holding, you know, managing the bank account, managing the case, managing everything, mm-hmm. while he just sat there and had fun like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. They know that now. They can see it. And, you know, you know, I spoke to an advocate, I want to say maybe 2018, maybe 2019, Stephanie Maloff? I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. She told me. She said, "You know, you have all these rights. You know, should you? You know, you have educational rights, medical rights, um, stop parental rights, all kinds of rights." She said, and she even told me that if I didn't get the case closed soon, they were going to put my kids with my husband and terminate, terminate my rights. And um, then when he when he can't deal with the kids anymore and he finally calls for help and calls me for help, they're going to take the kids from him and adopt them out illegally behind his back. And that's what it seems like it's happening because supposedly, according to my attorney, because I didn't choose a daycare is why we're in this. No, no, no. They planned this all along. Mm-hmm. They know that too. Like, for example, you know, Susan Burgess Farrell. How dare her even tell the judge that I'm recording the hearing just because I have my phone out? I have my phone out because they all did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't have respect for the court and you have your phones out, then I can have mine out too. And I was telling my boyfriend what they were saying about him because they were slandering his name. saying that we took the kids and didn't notify them. We notified them about everywhere we went. I have the emails to prove it. You know, even even when we were at Bernadette's piece of shit house that was disgusting, you know, that I helped her clean, um, you know, and I, and I tested her. I Sometimes I do things to test people. So I tested her and I said, you know, because I, I, I don't I, I just want to see where we're at with things. See if I was dealing with the same kind of person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I told her, I said, we might be getting eight thousand dollars, you know, for Holly for back pay. Um, would that be enough to get this place fixed up and so we can rent it or possibly buy it from you? Because mm-hmm. I thought she owned it, 
And she said, oh, $8,000 is not enough. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And after that, you know, the next day, after the whole situation with my boyfriend, how she went over there at 10 o'clock at night to take pictures of Holly and to question my boyfriend about me, it's almost like as if CYFD had told her to do that. Because she never did that with my, you know, soon-to-be ex-husband. She never did that with him. Mm-hmm. Never cared to know nothing about him and me and why, how we got together or why we got together. I think that was the whole CYFD thing behind it. It just, you know, it just yeah, they're they're just not gonna let you live your life. <laughs> I mean, why don't they just let you be with your kids and just let you move where you want to move? It's you know, New Mexico isn't a communist state, but they're treating it like it is. They're, the CPS, CYFD, they're running the whole show of the state. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, after that, after she said that, the next, and after that whole thing, my boyfriend, with the, you know, her questioning him and this and that, I, I said, okay. I told him when I came back home from work that night and the next morning, and I told him, I said, um, um, I'm going to see what we're really dealing with here. So I called Bernadette, and I asked her, I said, are you going to rent the place to us or are you going to fix it up mm-hmm. and um, we're going to pay rent? You know, we're, we're going to pay rent, you're going to fix it and you're going to fix it up with the rent money. What are you going to do? Mentor? Because because we only have enough to either pay rent or fix it up. We can't do both. Mm-hmm. And she said she was not going to make a deal with me like that. She said, you know, so I told her, so you want us to fix it up and pay rent? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I can't do that, and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. If I do that, then I'm going to be the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't so have it both ways. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, Mark's um, aunt, his, his aunt Kathy, she did that same thing to us, just exactly the same way years ago in 2000, um, 2010, when Holly was born. She didn't want to fix the shower. She didn't want to pay for someone to fix it. She wanted us to fix it and pay rent, and we said no. And she wanted to tell us to move, and we moved. And this place, Marisol and Debbie, Debbie Baca from YDI, they went to the house. They seen that house. They seen how unsanitary, how unfit it was. And Debbie even told me, she said, uh, they have foster kids in this kind of house. And I'm just wondering now if she said that to try to, try to trap me into something. <laughs> because, you know, why would somebody that's supposed to be helping you reunify your family and supposed to be offering services be saying that to you? Mm. Yeah, it does make you wonder. Well, she's not communicating with me, and she's uh, basically letting my husband blame Esmeralda for her touching him. Because it says it in the court documents. 
They think that I can't read between the lines. Uh, yes, I can. Mm. Clearly says it. And, and like I said, a, ch a child doesn't get interested in their mother or father's body parts. So there is no, there's no, there was never no need for it. Mm -hmm. I think my husband didn't, or yeah, soon to be ex-husband whenever the divorce happens. I haven't filed for divorce yet because, um, I think that's the only thing that's keeping him here in the state of New Mexico. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with that because, you know, I don't want him to just run off with my kids and never see them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take him to another state or something. And my own attorney to work for me. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I can see that happening. I can. I couldn't believe that she told me that if I didn't shut up, she was going to walk out. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, well, I said, that makes us both walking out then because I'll walk out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, you know, plenty of times in the court, I left and came back because, you know, I'm just, I'm just done with these courts. I'm done with it. I'm just, it's just bullshit to keep going back to them. Mm -hmm. And then the sheriffs and everybody around just keeps knowing that it's corrupt. And they don't care. They don't say nothing. They don't, the sheriffs don't even take the judge to jail. Like, like they know by now they should just be taking her to jail. Mm -hmm. They know that there's enough corruption going on in these cases that they should just be having her in cuffs, taking her off that bench, putting her in jail. Mm -hmm. They know they can file paperwork on her for racketeering and close, close out, just, just end it. Mm -hmm. But they won't do it because I guess they don't want to be police. There's no other way to say it. And they don't want to be police because if they did, then there wouldn't be no corruption. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have corruption. We wouldn't have, uh, you know, kids uh, running away or parents selling their kids from daycares or anything. Mm -hmm. And um, that's nerd. They say, oh, it's because I didn't choose a daycare. No, it's not because I didn't choose a daycare. Mm -hmm. They were going to give the kids to them no matter what. Mm -hmm. They want to see him fail. Mm -hmm. He's going to fail. He's not going to attend the... Uh, domestic violence classes and anger management. That's why they won't, they won't produce a new treatment plan for us because they know it's not going to be on there. They set you up to fail. They did. They did. And um, I told my boyfriend already, you know, I took down the Facebook posts and everything. But I told him, I said, I say, if they, you know, if the scripture in Timothy 2 is right, mm -hmm. and we're, we're dealing with an agency that doesn't want to agree at all to anything, and doesn't agree to reunification by this next court hearing, that's going to be it for me.
Mm-hmm. I'm going to just release myself from this uh, unconscionable contract that I'm in. And uh, let them do what they're going to do. Because mm. without me, they can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And if they take my signature and they try to forge it into any documents and I find out about it, I'm going to come after them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sue them because it's illegal. Right. It's fraud on the court. Um, yeah, and the thing is, uh, it's even worse when the judge participates in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more of them out there that are doing this, and this is what parents don't realize is, you know, what's what's happened to you can happen to anyone. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, um, you know, they've just done horrible things to us, you know, like, and put them into evidence. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of glad some of the friends I do have, including you, um, don't really to comment too much on my posts because, um, or too much that they can use because they used it, you know, they post, they had um, Michelle Channing from the posts mm-hmm. that they used to file, Yvonne Hale, Susanna Kennedy, that's, you know, it's not a real page, but yeah. And then Stephanie Larkin, she's a real, it's a real page, she's a real friend, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just sick because they did this recently too. They, all these uh, restraint orders are fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, harassment? No, they, they don't know what harassment is. You know, and, and for them to be like, you know, oh, just because they receive a text or something at five in the morning, their phones are shut off. We know that. Mm-hmm. They don't answer their phone at five o'clock in the morning, six in the morning, or whatever time. We know they don't. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. They just, um, I don't know. I just have no respect for them. So I don't either. And that's, that's why I'm speaking out, you know, and, um, you know, I just don't understand how they could play a video of Esmeralda disclosing the abuse, Mm -hmm. admitting to it. And they showed no concern whatsoever. And that is the most despicable and heartless thing heartless words that could come out of their mouth mm-hmm. oh we are not concerned the mother coached her I'm like no I didn't coach her those were her answers and yes I but I did say tell the truth because without truth what are we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're nothing without truth well I would always tell my kids to just tell the truth yes because it's, it's just easier mm-hmm. it makes life easier do what's right not what's easy Mm-hmm. And it's easier just to lie, but the truth's going to eventually come out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell the truth, someone's not going to trust you. Right. And no kids should have to be going through this. What your daughters are going through, they shouldn't, ha- they shouldn't be going through this. They should have had a peaceful childhood and being left alone. Yeah. Yeah, like Esmeralda right now thinks that she needs to be Holly's mother. Well, it's not good either. No, because then Esmeralda's going to grow up too soon. And um, 
Mm-hmm. Think, think that she has to always protect her sister. Mm-hmm. Like a mother. Hmm. Well, you know, do you think it's because you're not there? She's, she's doing... Well, yeah, it is. That's been most of the major thing with it is that it is because I'm not there, and I'm not, and I'm just not there because they don't want me to be there. They want, you know, someone else to be the parent. And it's like, you know, I understand they don't like me. They don't have to like me. I don't mm-hmm. like them either. Mm-hmm. But they do need to respect who the mother is. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they respect anyone. I don't even think they respect their own families. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say that they just don't even respect themselves. They don't. They don't respect. Yeah, to do that job. Exactly. It's like being a career criminal. It is a career criminal. It's a, it's a, that's exactly what it is. Is that, you know, because I can explain it years later. Hey, I have um, $250,000 in a bank account because I sold kids for profit. They can't explain that kind of money. Hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Just, just growing so old about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It wears on you. It just takes a toll. It just makes you tired. You know, I don't want to go into therapy anymore because it's not about my childhood trauma anymore. Well, you get to a point with therapy that it's, you know, it runs its course. And then you're, you know what I mean? Like you just said, you don't need to be going back. You're done with it. Yeah, because all you do is open old wounds. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, all you do is reopen up yourself to the same old person, to the same person or a different person, basically reliving your pain all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like I said, all they're doing is gain, gain profits from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not right. Who would want to keep putting a person through that? Mm-mm. Yeah, you don't need to be going through that. Just, you know, just move on at some point, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, what's in the past is in the past. I mean, you can't change. You know, they can't change what happened to me. They're not going to go and arrest my rapist. He's still out there raping kids, and they don't care about that. Mm -mm. Yeah, you have been through so much. Yeah, and sometimes me and my cousin talk about it. You know, that he's still out there um, doing the things he's doing to kids. And, you know, we're all still living with it. You know, and, you know, I just, um, I wish they'd actually arrest the people that they know hurt these kids. Right, right. But they won't. Huh. And there's so much. Oh, go ahead. Esmeralda was so, you know, before this whole sexual abuse thing happened, before my husband did what he did to her. Hmm. She was a happy kid. Mm-hmm. She was a happy kid on her birthday this year. She was very happy to be celebrating her birthday with us. Yeah. And it was a happy time. Mm-hmm. But after he did what he did to her, mm-hmm. you know, it changed her. 
Mm-hmm. Now she acts more grown up, and I, and I just don't know what to do with it because she's seven years old, and she's she looks like she's eight years old because Bernadette's been feeding my kids, mm-hmm. making them obese when they weren't, mm-hmm. overfeeding them. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, there's nothing like a mother's love and a mother's and fit fathers. I don't, you know, there are fit fathers out there that will take care of their kids. And here they put these kids with these people that don't care. Exactly. Like, you know, my boyfriend on his birthday, on his birthday, July 22nd, he helped He, you know, he bathed Esmeralda and he bathed Holly and I got them, you know, I did their hair and got them ready. And we went to the mall and got Esmeralda's ears pierced mm. and um, got newer back in time for Holly's therapy. But uh, my husband and that counselor that he had, that, you know, Jessica from Attachment Healing, mm. she, um, she witnessed it. She witnessed my husband grabbing Esmeralda's arm. She witnessed Esmeralda, you know, telling him, you know, oh, daddy, you're hurting my arm. And she didn't report nothing. She denied it in the email. She denied it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. Did you, did you report her to the Board of Psychology? Um, no, but I actually need to. See, I reminded <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> even really if it's happened a couple years ago, report them. Yeah, I'm going to report her because she did witness it and all she did was tell him, let them go. That's all she told him. She, she, then she participated in child abuse as well. Yeah, she did participate in child mm-hmm. abuse because he grabbed her arm and she told, she, she told him she, he was hurting it. And, you know, if she wouldn't have been there, he wouldn't let her arm go. Mm-mm. And I, you know, I spent a lot of most of my check actually on piercing her ears because I had a feeling that if she went into foster care, they were trying to remove me or something, that I was not going to be able to do that for her. And she wanted it to be done for so long. Mm-hmm. She wanted her ears pierced. She wants to be like mommy. <laughs> they do. She, you know, she's just she's very much. She looks a lot like me, but she's very different in her mannerisms and stuff um i worry about her because um before this all happened i forgot what month it was but she was gonna try to steal bubble gum from walmart mm. right there in front of me and i stopped her and i grabbed her by i you know got got her little hand and i told her i said look i said stop and look and look up i said you see all those cameras those are cameras mm-hmm. they're watching you they're recording you right now. And I told her, and if you take this, I t- I'm telling you this right now, there will be a police officer here to arrest you. Mm-hmm. So do you want to get put in jail for stealing some bubble gum? Because it will happen. You're not too young to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a fight with her to get her to stop, you know, and think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, think the thought of her going to jail scared her mm-hmm. enough to want to put it down, but she didn't want to put it down right away. She was going to actually try to open it and eat it right there. 
Hmm. So, you know, it, it, that's one thing that I worry about her is that she's, she's just, she kind of just marches to the beat of her own drum and does what she wants and doesn't listen to nobody. Hmm. She has a very big ego. Hmm. And, you know, she can really be selfish at times. She's a very sweet little girl, but she still does what she wants to do, and she's very much a leader. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're such a good mother to keep her in line. No, well, it was rough that day. It was rough, but I, I told myself, as hard as this gets, nope, I'm not done with no one stealing in the stores. I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. You're not still not selling with me you're not selling with your dad now i can't stop it now if she stills i can't stop it mm-hmm. that's my concern is that you know them taking the mother out like this lying and everything giving him the rights that they were supposed to give us both mm-hmm. they're setting the kids up for failure too because um as will probably end up going to a juvenile detention place mm-hmm. and there goes the, the ball back in their court mm-hmm. I mean the things that they've done to me like for example and it's not even an example it's real I have the paperwork still um, I think it was the um, 2018 January hmm we got the, we got the, um, we got Holly's benefits mm-hmm. in the bank account that year. Hmm. And I told my husband, like, wait a minute, we've got extra money here. What's going on? He said, I don't know. But I told him, I said, and he, he was already happy, ready to go spend it. I said, no, we're not spending it. Mm-hmm. He said, why not? It's there. It's ours. I'm like, no, it's not ours. It's Holly's. Mm-hmm. I said that they lied to get more money. Then I asked a friend, and she told me, she said, that when you give back the money, it's like you're giving back the child. I didn't know that, though. I was just trying to do the right thing. Hmm. But they didn't give back my kids. They lied about that. They said that they returned them that year, and that's why we got the money, but they lied about it. They lied about it so they could get the money back for the foster parent, Hmm. for Donna. Because Donna got that money and she spent it on a business. And I ended up getting charged. That's why I had to go back to work. That's why I had to find a job. Because I couldn't afford paying almost, you know, I think it was $5,923 from Social Security that they claimed that I owed. I don't think I owed it, but they still claimed that I owed it. Mm, what a shame. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. I reported Social Security as fraud. Social Security did nothing to them. Nothing. But they got away with it. They got away with lying to get more money, making false claims. You know, that Esmeralda was disabled to build Medicaid for that. There's no, there's no Medicaid fraud for that. They don't, they don't, Medicaid's not concerned about that. And, you know, that's the sick part of it all is that and not, not even Medicaid is concerned about these what they're doing to people. Mm-hmm. Well, if the taxpayer only knew 
Yeah. But even I think, you know, the, the taxpayer knows what's going on. I, I think in some things, but no one does. They just don't seem that upset about it. No, they don't care because they want to get paid too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to get paid and um, they feel like if they do the right thing and speak up about corruption, they're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help them because, you know, one day they're going to have to face God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, what, and then what are they going to say? Right, right. Well, they, they think there's no consequences and no one's going to be held accountable and they can just carry on and take people's kids away from, you know, the good fit parents and then corrupt them. Well, here's the thing too. That's why when things happen to them, I have no care, no concern about it. Mm-hmm. Like for like, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this in my previous podcast at all, but my cousin, Lupita Silva Sanabria, is um, she's a CPS worker hmm. in Arizona. Hmm. I asked her for help. Mm-hmm. She had the nerve to tell me that I haven't changed enough to get my kids back. How could she say that? I don't know, but I told her, I said, what more do you want me to change? I've changed my address more than a few times. I've given them most of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, all that's left is blood, urine, you know, feces, Mm -hmm. hair follicles, skin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not going to give my soul. Mm -hmm. No. So where, where do things stand right now? You're just kind of punting. You're like, you're like in limbo with all of this and you don't know what's going to happen what's going to happen next well i don't know if i said this before but the judge filed contempt charges on me i've um reported esmeralda sexual abuse to um the fbi civil rights division um i wrote made a report on the police officer that didn't decide not to do nothing about it uh, to the you know albuquerque police internal affairs um I still want to try to file a criminal uh, complaint against my husband. My attorney says I, you know, I can do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Metro Court says I can't. So we'll see who's right. Um, hmm. I don't know what else to do, you know, other than uh, try to file maybe a motion to recuse this judge and get another judge appointed or something because... And I uh, hope it might get better because, but the thing is, I'm thinking about how the the fact of the case is actually, there's proof that it's a fraudulent case. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to actually go to jail. I am worried about it, but I'm not going to let it consume me to the point where I lose sleep, mm-hmm. stop eating and everything else. They're not going to get me to feel that way about myself. Um, hmm. But um, I mean, I'm hoping that the district attorney's office for New Mexico listens to my email, receives my email, first of all, and listens to it and understands this judge has no reason to uh, press charges on me for correct, you know, direct contempt or any kind of contempt because I've submitted enough evidence. Um, there's a document I submitted a while back. I think I had submitted it twice already where um, the doctor that gave me psychological assessment has said for my attorney to find an ombudsman to investigate my case to see whether there was a breach of contract in my case. And my thoughts on that is the reason why he said that in a statement in a, you know, test in an evaluation. Cause I'm sure he really feels like that's happening is that there is a breach of contract because um, they know that I've been the one that's been doing everything that my husband hasn't been doing. Yeah. You've been doing all the work. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's very exhausting. It is. And um, I'm just I'm just tired of being the one that does everything and my soon-to-be ex-husband getting everything that I asked for over six years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they know he doesn't deserve it and he can't even manage the girl's funds. So I'm hoping Social Security doesn't give him Mm. Uh, their benefits because he's going to spend them how he wants and then he's going to try to file for um, you know ask CYMD for help the way he's been yeah it just really is you know uh, I have no words it's just very disgusting it is you know and the worst part like I said is that um, these attorneys really don't work for us. Mm-mm. They don't. They work for the state because they keep on defending the state when you talk about the state. Yeah, that's not right. There's no ethics anymore. I just, I think it's just gone out the window. Mm-hmm. The more stories, not just your, st- I mean, your story, other people's story, it just doesn't, it just seems like it doesn't end. It's ongoing with it so is. many people. Mm-hmm. There was a time when they told me to go have more kids. Mm-mm. I said, well, good luck with that because I, after I had Esmeralda, I got the surgery, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, my tubes removed. Mm-hmm. It's it's just very painful to have your kids taken away. Then they're telling you to have more. It sounds like you know that that show that was it the Handmaid's Tale that was on um, Hulu. Mm, I never watch Hulu, so I don't really know what's on there. But yeah. My third attorney told me to have, I can have more kids. I said, no, I can't. And I said, and I wouldn't want to anyway. I'm going to fight for the kids I have. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it's C- CPS doesn't know when to quit when they take a couple of your kids. If you have more, they just keep taking them. That's all they keep doing. And the thing is, you know, you know, um, I'm never going to stop helping people. I'm going to try to help all the people I can help. Mm-hmm. Try to focus, you know, switch my focus from, from CPS to helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new cabinet secretary now. She's actually a judge, or was a judge for the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Her name is Barbara V. Hill, so hopefully I can meet with her soon and um, see how, see if she wants to work with me on helping reform CYMD because it really needs to be reformed. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah, like revamped and start over. Um. Well, I have a few ideas. I'm just going to list maybe three of them. Mm-hmm. One of them would be no social media whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Another one would be um, no, um, you know, you can't, you, you, people that would be hired to work there, mm-hmm. they actually have to want to hire, be hired on their own. You have to not have any association with them. Mm-hmm. And the third one, third one probably would be um, that the um, the whole agency would have um, not only body cams, but the whole agency would have uh, 24-7, 365 um, live stream that the public mm-hmm. can access to see what exactly what happens in their offices mm-hmm. and in the visits. And even in the ba- now, I hate to say this too, but even yes, even in the bathrooms, because um, the bathrooms is where a lot of them didn't see Linda Clausey mm-hmm. acting like a predator with my kids, rubbing Holly's shoulders like a predator, mm. and then trying to get Esmeralda to kiss her. Like, that's not your mother. Mm-hmm. You don't kiss strangers. People that don't that you think are nice and you don't even know. Yeah, they they take too many liberties. Well, the thing is, they're trying to get these kids to like them, so they're mm-hmm. being super nice to the kids, and and they're being cruel and evil to the, to the parents mm-hmm. right in front of the kids. And sometimes the kids are so wrapped up in their trauma, they're not seeing what these people are doing to us as parents. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They don't understand either. You know, they mm-hmm. can't um, comprehend it and process it. Now, uh, I was going to say, how can people reach you or do you, do you want people to reach you if they have any questions? Um, I have a website on Facebook mm-hmm. that's listed under my... Um, in my profile mm-hmm. and um most of my um you know some a lot of times i have like a frequently asked question mm-hmm. kind of set up for messenger because i have some of my answers right there mm-hmm. i don't have to keep typing the same answer over and over right right some people use it some people don't mm-hmm. you know and my recommendation to people is get all your documents 
scan them all, send them to yourself in email, so you always have them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And always have copies, and always keep always. the originals. <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. they lose things. It's ridiculous. And one thing I always tell people too, now that I know better, um, don't give the you know your children's birth certificates to CPS at all. Mm -hmm. They'll use that to adopt them out. Hmm. Yeah, that's sick. That is sick. Hmm. Well, I'd like to come have you come back on the show and update us again on how you're doing in the future. Okay, um, that would have to be probably, um, I'm not sure when because I don't know what's going to happen <clears throat> from now to um, January, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that this case is going to be closed soon mm -hmm. and hoping that um, I get this reunification and I really don't even want it with him because he doesn't need reunification. He needs to be in jail. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll see what happens. Mm. And um, hoping that God's going to intervene in this. And, you know, mm -hmm. I trust God. God will take care of everything for me in his own time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I just want to say thank you for having me on your show. Oh, definitely. And I, when, when you're ready to come back on, you, you just let me know and I'll get you back on. Sounds good. Okay. So don't, don't jump off. Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Monica and other guests for other exciting episodes. Thank you again, Monica. Thank you. You're welcome.